Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a special edition of 5-Minute Cases. We are going to be discussing the Jeffrey Epstein case. Guys, welcome to 5-Minute Cases. 5-Minute Cases! Today, I want to talk to you about a more serious topic. Ghislaine Maxwell. As most of you know, she was the girlfriend to the late Jeffrey Epstein. I want to talk to you a little bit about her prosecution. And it's a very serious prosecution. She is being charged with a number of counts related to her participation in a se- in a sex trafficking ring with her boyfriend Jeffrey Epstein. Now, The indictment is quite long, but I want to focus on a few parts of the indictment. The main focal point I want to focus on is conspiracy. Conspiracy is, in my opinion, one of the most serious charges and one of the most difficult charges. Why is it difficult? Why is it serious? The conspiracy laws in this country were really designed to combat the mafia. And the idea was that in a conspiracy, the lowest person on the totem pole could be convicted for just as serious a crime as the godfather. And the idea was, if you convicted the low man on the totem pole equally to the godfather, he would be less likely to participate in the operation. Now, part of the laws of conspiracy indicate that The low man on the totem pole doesn't really have to understand the full nature of the conspiracy. So the godfather can have his hands in a number of different pots, but little Jimmy, who's low on the conspiracy level, may only have his hand in half a pot. Yet he can be held responsible for the whole pot. Ms. Maxwell is charged with a number of conspiracy counts related to the actions of Jeffrey Epstein. Now... Specifically, is charged with conspiracy to commit trafficking, sex trafficking. In order for the prosecution to prove this, they need to prove that she knew what Jeffrey Epstein was up to. She knew it was illegal. And she participated in, in that activity, regardless of her knowledge. Now, I want to talk about the prosecution a little bit. Prosecution has presented four main witnesses. These are four young women who have alleged that they met Miss Maxwell, particularly in a New Mexico ranch, that they flew on private jets to New Mexico, they met Miss Maxwell in New Mexico, and Miss Maxwell directed them to massage Jeffrey Epstein. Now, the key fact I left out, the key fact is that these girls were underage when Ms. Maxwell told them to massage Jeffrey Epstein. He found guilty of conspiracy. I think she knew that having underage girls flown to New Mexico was illegal. I think she knew why Jeffrey Epstein was flying them to New Mexico. And she actually directed them to massage Jeffrey Epstein. So I think there's enough evidence to convict her. The defense in this case has used what I will call a very standard defense. 
And this defense, in my opinion, has been quite weak. And I will talk to you a little bit about it, but I'm also going to talk to you about what I would have done different. Now, what was the defense strategy? The defense strategy in this case was to discredit these victims. By discredit, I mean on cross-examination, ask them questions. Perhaps you didn't remember this correctly. Perhaps you're remembering it wrong. Perhaps your motivation is money. Perhaps you have a motivation to testify here today. Again, credibility issues. And cross-examination and trials often come down to credibility. The reason I don't like this defense strategy is because you can discredit one witness. Maybe you can discredit two witnesses. But when four witnesses are basically saying the same exact thing, it's very hard to discredit all four witnesses and to call four people liars. Often prosecutors do this. It's kind of like a where there's smoke, there's fire theory. They, they, they create mountains of evidence in order to convict somebody. In this case, the defense strategy, I think, fell completely flat on its face. It's the same strategy that was used with Harvey Weinstein. It's the same strategy that was used with Bill Cosby. Discredit the victims. In sex assault cases, which are very serious cases, there's two sides to the story. There is the victim side, and there is the defendant side. Unfortunately, simply trying to discredit a victim rarely leads to an acquittal. In my opinion, had I handled this case, I would have handled it very differently. And it's a strategy I've used in other cases. The prosecution has, let's understand something. The prosecution has already thrown a mountain of evidence against your client. At this point in time, if you as an attorney believe that the jury thinks that every single witness is a liar that's the only way you can believe you're going to win because the jury doesn't have to believe every witness they only have to believe one and that's another reason why indictments are so lengthy because the prosecutor wants the person to be convicted and wants something to stick so here's what happens. You're not going to discredit every witness. If you do, it's a miracle. Good job. I give you credit. It didn't happen in Harvey Weinstein. It didn't happen in the Bill Cosby case. I doubt it's going to happen in the Maxwell case. I doubt it. What I would have done differently is the Hail Mary. We are taught in law school. And we are taught through private practice and through continuing legal education courses that your client should not testify unless absolutely necessary. And 99% of most cases that I see, the defendant does not testify. However, I think that's an improper strategy. 
Why do I think it's an improper strategy? For a simple reason. If the prosecution has already thrown a mountain of evidence against you, and the odds are that you are not going to win, what difference does it make if you put your client on the stand? In fact, putting your client on the stand can only help you. Your client, nine out of 10 times, may already be convicted. Federal prosecutors have a 95% conviction rate. 95%, ladies and gentlemen. So the fact that your client does not testify in a case such as the Maxwell case, more often than not, means automatic conviction. Now, there's two things that I believe in when defending a crime. And I've defended many crimes successfully. Number one, the jury needs to hear a story. The jury needs to hear a story. What is that story? The prosecutor's telling you a story. In the Maxwell case, the prosecutor told the jurors that Ms. Maxwell was the partner of Mr. Epstein. And they together lured young girls and utilized them for sexual purposes. That's the prosecution story. Now, I've already told you about the defense in this case. The defense story is these witnesses can't be believed. Had I defended the case, I would have been inclined to put Ms. Maxwell on the stand. I would have wanted her to say her side of the story because my gut is that perhaps Ms. Maxwell could have testified that she too was a victim of Jeffrey Epstein. And I'm making these assumptions now. But I'm sure there was a lot of psychological manipulation that was created by Jeffrey Epstein in order to create a Brit, in order to cause a British socialite to engage in sex trafficking. But what is Ms. Maxwell's story? Why would a British socialite with millions, maybe billions of dollars, engage in one of the most heinous crimes on behalf of her own boyfriend? Again, what is that story? Jury's not going to get that story. Jury's never going to hear that story. The only one that could tell that story was Miss Maxwell. Now, had Miss Maxwell taken the stand and told you how she was manipulated, how she was hurt by Mr. Epstein, the defense could have also presented an expert to show the psychological manipulation and the psychological abuse that she suffered that caused her to commit these heinous acts. Again, this may not have exonerated her, but you would have created a case. The case now is these witnesses can't be believed. They're liars. They have motivations. Okay, so what? We all have motivations. Everybody's motivated by something. It's not a good defense. They should have thrown the Hail Mary. I think Harvey Weinstein should have thrown the Hail Mary. I think Bill Cosby should have thrown the Hail Mary. We know what happened to Harvey Weinstein. We know what happened to Bill Cosby. I suspect it's going to happen to Glassine Maxwell again. Ladies and gentlemen, that's your five-minute case. Five-minute cases!